are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation that is Spotify Green Room. Uh, Ulysses, I think it's fair to say uh, we have a very special episode planned today. Another dedicated listener joins the program. Last week, we had Jesus Colon. This week, we have Zach Dabb, who is the winner, the champion of the 2021 Locked on Rays podcast, Fantasy Baseball League. Mm-hmm. That deserves a standing go. ovation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How, how'd you do it, Zach? I was the I, I was great all year. I was you the were. favorite, but I guess just like the MLB playoffs, it can be a crapshoot at times. So congratulations to you. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was you know, I was like seventh at the beginning of the playoffs, and I honestly, I just, I, I kind of, like just a bunch of players got hot for me at the right time. Jonathan India got hot for me. Um, I picked one of my one of my the, the sleepers for me was I picked up Shane Boz like a month ago because I'm like I kind of got the win of like where he may start sometime and I'm like I'm gonna pick this guy up just to see and he like had some like super like quality starts for me like especially with the ratios you know like those ratio statistics mm-hmm. because yeah. he, he didn't walk anybody didn't give up any runs didn't like nobody hit him so like it ended up being like super super helpful so that was like that was my sleeper like big, big pickup at the end to get me to the victory. You know what? I got to hand it to you because obviously uh, only one could be your opponent. And Mm -hmm. uh, that that was KK's Choi Boy. So I got to give it to you. Uh, I I could only get second place. uh, So, so, you know, congrats to you. Actually, funny thing that you mentioned Shane Boss because not an hour had gone by since you picked him up. That I looked them up and I said, mm-hmm. oh, picked up like an hour ago. I was like, oh, no, yes. this is it, it was just foreshadowing for what was going to happen. So, no, uh, mm-hmm. great. Great to have you on the show again. You've been on the show before, uh, yes. but a lot of things have happened. Uh, obviously, right. one of them has been a COVID season mm-hmm. and, and then the whole 2021 season. So I, I want to get just your 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 overall picture of how the 2021 season unfolded. Can Can you can you give us your perspective on that? Yeah, you know, I think it was it was an interesting start to the season because we got a lot of like, you know, big media takes on how the Rays, this was going to be a rebuilding year. They, you know, they lost Snell Morton. This was going to be a crapshoot year for the Rays. And, you know, I never really thought that I was like, yeah, we lost them. But if you actually look at their production in 2021 from or 2022 from those guys, it was like pretty good, but nothing amazing. We got more production from other guys than we got from them. And offensively, we retained everybody and we're only going to bring up more guys like Wander and, you know, Bruhan for a little bit. So I was like, I don't know, man. I think we're going to have a really good season this year. Now, I don't I don't I did not see 101 wins coming or 100 wins coming, but I I thought we were going to have a good year. And so it was really you know, it was really fun to watch. You know, I think that the Rays kind of pushed all the right buttons when they needed to. 
like even like at the beginning of the season, we were in a bit of a skid bringing up Wander Franco. And even though he didn't have an immediate impact, I think that had an impact on the team. And I think from and really, I would I would say that from the moment we brought up Wander, the team has not looked back. And it has just been like it has really been onward and upward from there, from the big win streaks to just the continued constant winning. It's been like as a Rays fan, this is by far the funnest season that I have been watching because I, I haven't been a Rays fan for as long as maybe some others have. But this has been my favorite season to watch so far. So I am just really excited to see where it goes. Do you have, and there's a lot that happened this season, a favorite memory or a moment so far? I'm sure the playoffs will bring a moment here or there, but anything that really, really stood out to you from the past 162 games? So there are two moments. The first one is the, is the only game that I was actually able to attend this year. It was a game in uh, at the Brave Stadium. I went to, uh, I, I believe it was, like, it was right after the, I think it was either right before or right after uh, the All-Star game. It was July 19th. Um, yeah, I after. Went to that game. Yeah, yeah, it was right, at, it was, that's right, it was like the first series after the All-Star break. Um, it was super fun. G-Man Choi, I believe, hit a home run. Wander had a triple. Um, we were we were losing in like the last couple of innings, came back, wanted in extras. It was super fun. Uh, the Brave Stadium is beautiful, by the way. If you guys have had a chance to go, it's a great stadium. Um, yeah. And then I think the other moment was just like the buzz around Wander getting, you know, bring, being brought to the team. I just remember like pulling up Twitter and seeing the tweet from Tompkins saying Wander had been called up. And like that was like that is that's a moment like we had all been waiting for it. It was like, wait, it's actually happening now. And so that that is a moment that I think, you know, I think we're going to look back on that years and like, where were you when Wander got called up? Cause I think he's going to be that kind of talent for us going forward. You know, you, you talk about moments in, in the season that are memorable and, and looking at the phone with the notification. I remember the, it, that wasn't the biggest notification I got uh, on me on, on my phone. Kevin, I don't think I've ever told you this too, either. Um, for me, it was the Willie Adamas trade. Mm. Mm. looking up on my phone and saying, wow, Willie Adams has been traded. Um, I, I did not expect it to happen that early in 2021, if even in 2021. So yeah. can, 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 how, how did you see the, the Willie Adams trade then? And how do you see it now? You know, I was surprised in the moment, but like after a couple of minutes thinking about it, I was like, you know, this kind of makes sense, especially we had been hearing how well Taylor Walls and, and, you know, Vidal Brujan and Wander were all playing. It was kind of like something needs to give here. Wendell was continuing to play really well, so that wasn't yeah. really opening up. So it's like Bilal, even though he was struggling, you didn't get the idea they were going to punt on him. So it was like, well, something's got to go. And Willie was just struggling so much away from the – like when he wasn't in the – you know, when he was in the trop. And it was just sort of like, well, something's got to give here. And the, it just kind of made all sense in the world. And it was sad mostly because of the the, the team clubhouse guy – that Willie Adamas is like, I don't like, I miss the, the taking the helmets off the guys after the home runs. I miss that. I miss the hype. I'm, and you know, it's sad to see, but it's also like looking back on it now, I'm really happy for Willie. He's doing so well with the brewers. It's, it's awesome to see. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to look past the fact that we, we essentially traded, you know, Willie Adamas for Rasmus and who's been phenomenal JP mm-hmm. fire hydrant, which is who has been pretty good. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then the, the, the ability to bring up Wander Franco and have him play shortstop every day. 
I don't think you can, I don't think that can be understated. So as much as it was sad and still is sad to see Willie go, I think it was the right move at the right time. I, I don't I don't think there are many things right now in, in the world, uh, in this country, in baseball that we can all kind of agree. I feel like the Willie Adonis might be the <laughs> outlier in all of the world's topics yeah. where a, a, like 100 percent of people are are happy to see Road Willie 100 mm percent -hmm. of the time and they, and they miss him. But they feel like that was the right uh, return. Yeah. Ultimately, a starting pitcher and a, and, a, and a relief arm that that can help you in the postseason. I feel like that's where we are as race nation, right? Kevin? Yeah. And what's crazy is there is a possibility. There is a chance that the Rays could face Willie Adamas in the playoffs oh and, boy. or, well, I guess, or, uh, Evan Longoria as well. So it could be very interesting. And that's something we will get to. And, uh, Zach, before we kind of move along here, um, you know, there has been a lot of surprises from this last season. Uh, of course, Wander Franco getting called up maybe a little bit earlier than expected the Willie Adamas trade. Uh, the acquisition of Nelson Cruz uh, and some yeah. other things in there as well. But is there a particular player that really stood out or surprised you most with their performance this year so far? I would have to say, and I think this is so. This is going to be what a lot of people will say, but I, it's Mike Zanino. Like coming into this season, mm -hmm. I remember when we kind of it was towards the the end of the off season, and it became pretty clear that we were rolling with Mike Zanino and Francisco Mejia as our catchers. And I was just kind of like, uh, great. So it's going to be another like sub 200, you know, 600 OPS season from the catcher spot. And it's like, that's great. And I, I think he's like second or third on the team in OPS plus has hit. Like, I can't remember. Is he, is he at 32 bombs for the year? It's like, I, I have to give him all the credit because I was like ready. I was so, I was so done with Zanino after last year. And this year he has just exceeded expectations. He's the best in my mind, best catcher in baseball, regardless of what, I mean, it's what Salvador Perez has done is impressive, but he, he is not the defensive catcher that Mike Zanino is. And he has gotten way more plate appearances than Mike Zanino. I think if Mike Z got the same amount of plates appearances that Perez did, I think he would be close to the home run numbers and his overall offensive production would exceed plus the defense Max Nino is the best catcher in baseball, and I would never in a million years have said at the beginning of the season that, that that would be the case by the end of the year, but here we are. I think that's actually one of the pros that you can give Kevin Cash uh, yeah. this season is yeah. the handling of the cat of, of the tandem because Sunino has been so great offensively. You also don't want to tire him too much, and then Francisco Mejia is not – Jesus Sucre, you know, mm -hmm. he's not just a guy, you know, a Kelly shopping, like you're just there because they have to play. Somebody has to catch. No, you want Francisco Mejia in the lineup too. So then that has actually helped stay, you know, give cash the confidence to leave Zunino to rest a couple of days yeah. because he can, he can rest him up. Yeah. And I think the big thing with Zunino too, that's actually a pretty good take Zach, because I don't, I would have to look at Kansas city's roster, but the amount of different pitchers that Mike Zanino has had to work with and Very get on true. the same page this year, let alone the number of rookies to get yeah, up yeah. to speed and the nasty stuff, you know, one day pitchers, Kevin, yeah, 38, one day, one day you're, you're catching for Shane McClanahan and what he's throwing out there the next day, it might be Shane Boz. And then, Oh yeah, you got Andrew Kittredge throwing some wild stuff. Like it's not an easy job. Yeah. 
whatsoever. And then what he's been able to do offensively, of course, especially against lefties. Um, Ulysses, I don't know if uh, Spotify Green Room is quite on par with Mike Zanino, but, you know, they can maybe give him a run for the money. Well, maybe. I think Spotify Green Room is great. And we actually have somebody who's at who has used mm-hmm. Spotify Green Room in this Indeed. pod. And this pod, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, of course. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, Zach, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group and, of course, the Tampa Bay Race group for the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We also want to tell you about Bet Online. It is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N, to receive that bonus. Uh, bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Uh, okay, Zach, a little inside baseball here. Uh, we are recording before the beginning of the wild card game, the AL and NL, I guess technically, uh, wild card game between Yankees and Red Sox. But just want to get your take right now. Who would you rather see the Rays face in the ALDS? Yankees or Red Sox, if it came down to it? Well, it's kind of a weird question because normally I would say, you know, whoever's, whichever team's ace is not performing at the highest level right now, but we're kind mm-hmm. of in a weird spot because it's kind of both the the Red Sox and the Yankees are in a weird spot right now. Chris Sales coming back from injury and did not pitch well in his last start. Cole has not been himself recently in his last couple of starts and he's starting tonight. So it's a little so I'm not really sure, but Boston has Nate Evaldi. So by that, you know, by that token, I think I'm going to say the Yankees. I really don't like I, I the Yankees lineup outside of maybe they're like big four doesn't really scare me. Whereas the Red Sox lineup, I think they have a little bit more like balanced lineup all through. They have guys who can who, who can do it. If, if you know, if if Andrew Velasquez gets up to bat. For the, for the Yankees against us, I'm not shaking in my boots. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say I'd rather see the Yankees. So you're not afraid of the squid, huh? That's, 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 uh, you know, I, no. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that that is the, the, the lineup take is, I, I agree with it 100% because it's more dynamic, that Red Sox lineup. I mean, you can see them beating you in so many different ways. The Yankees, you know what they're up, up there to do. They want to hit that ball 500 feet. And Mm -hmm. there's like five guys who want to do that all the time, every swing. So I think they're a little bit easier to pitch to, or at least create a pitching plan towards them. Now, when you'd say ace, what about the bullpens? Are are, are the bullpens any, any, you know, difficulty in your mind? Are are you, are you afraid of Chapman, but then the bullpen from the Red Sox is kind of weak. So does that even matter in your opinion? 
See, that, that is where it gets tricky because I would say I am more afraid of the Yankees' bullpen, and not necessarily because of Chapman, but because of Loisega. Mm, that okay. guy is nasty. Like yeah, the, the, the pitch he, the, he struck out Wander on, uh, I, was, I think it was the last game of the season that like it was like a down and it was like a down and away moving a hundred and mile per hour sinker. Like yeah. I, I don't know how you're supposed to hit that. So to <laughs> so the Yankees bullpen scares me a little bit more because I think the Red Sox bullpen is very hittable. Um, there, I remember earlier in the season there was a there was a big game where Wander um, had a great at bat against their best closer, and then we ended up coming out and beating them. Um, so I would say that the Yankees bullpen is a little bit scarier, but I think that their starters are all hittable. Um, the Yankees are, so I think it doesn't it may not matter um, because I think if we handle our business against the starters, the bullpen. I think our bullpen is better than either of those teams. But I would, I, as much as I would rather face the Red Sox bullpen, I think we would see more innings from their starters, and I think their starters are hittable. You know, talking about okay, so let, let let let's then move on from the wild card to the ALDS. Are there okay? We have two Shanes, mm-hmm. McClanahan game one, Shane Boss game two, Rasmussen. I think it's like a ninety percent, uh, you know, that he's going to be the game three starter, depending on if he has to be used game one or game two. Let's say everything is dandy dandy one and two, so he's never used, and he can be used for number three. Who do you go for that game for? I a hundred per I would a hundred percent go for Rasmussen in game three. I don't like Waka has had some good starts. He's looked, you know, better than I would have thought. Um, the past couple of outings, Yarborough has had some good outings recently, but I think I would, I honestly, if I would have personally pitched Rasmussen in the second game, personally, if I was the man, because okay. I okay. think he's earned it. Um, so I would have put him, but I think it, I think he is a super great weapon for that game three. He's his run prevention is really, really impressive. Um, his K per nine is a little bit low, which is a little surprising. There was a tweet. I think Matt Germain put out earlier that he's only got like a 5.5 K per nine, which seems low based on his stuff, but yeah. he, he has, his run prevention has been phenomenal. So I mm-hmm. think he will, he will be a, he, I would think he, he is a sure start for me for game three. Okay. In game four. Assuming, four. let's hope there's not a game four for the Rays, but if there is, okay, okay, uh, you know what? I'll I'll take the question back. You know what? Let's hope now. Let's hope now. Let's hope that it just it's one, two, three, ready to go, and maybe game five for the other ALDS. That would be nice. I will say this. So, if there is a game four, mm, I don't know if you'd want to bring anybody back on short rest unless you absolutely had to. But you could do. You could get yeah. creative with opener. Walk up Patino, and then if it gets really close, okay, Shane, one of the Shanes, we're bringing you back into it. And to your point, Zach, uh, we had had this discussion last week or a couple weeks ago as to when Shane Boz got the promotion, how are they going to line up the playoff rotation? And the explanation or the reasoning that the Rays have given as to why Shane Boz is getting game two is because that's at home, more familiar yeah. territory, whereas Drew Rasmussen has been battle tested a little bit more uh, on the road and, and some of those tougher. Well. Yes, he's performed very well Fenway. in those environments. Well. Yeah. So, no, I, I like that. And you know what? I'll take that away uh, for, for you, race fans. There's not going to be a game four. There's just three games. All, all of the guys perform well, and, and that's it, right? There we go. There, there we go. go. Uh, gut feeling, Zach. How far does this team go? How far do the Rays go? Again, you never know with the playoffs, team gets hot. 
at the right time. They ride again. This is a different. This isn't a, a, a typical playoff team that is just relying on experienced power arms that, you know, ace after ace after ace. There's no Tyler Glass now in the equation. Um, where do you see this team landing uh, in this playoffs? I I think we're going to win it all this year. I really and that maybe that's bold, but like that is I I don't I am not scared of anybody in the American League, really, because I think we've played Houston. We have the, the two times we have played them. I don't think those are times that we were really giving it our best for various reasons. And both times we were in, we were kind of in a, a weird injury place at the beginning of the season. We played them towards the end. The games were a little bit less meaningful to us than they were to them. Um, we have, we have we won the season series against the white Sox. We've won the season series against the other two teams. So I'm not scared of really anybody um, mm. in the AL. And then in the NL, it's going to be, the, those, those are all going to be tough teams, but I actually think the fact that those, those teams are all so strong, works in our favor. I think there are going to be some long series in, in the national league, especially I think the NLCS, I think that's going to be a long series. And so I think that that, you know, some of the, some of the wear and tear might come into play for some, especially if you look at a team like the giants who are relying on a lot of players who have a lot of mileage. And I'm curious to see how that'll come into play. Um, and I, I, I think that we match up well against all the teams that, that are, that would be coming our way. I just think this is the year. I think this. I think we have the combination of the rotation that, even though there's not like a lot of experience, the stuff is there. The bullpen is there. The lineup is as good as it's ever been. I think we mm-hmm. we have a good case for one of the better lineups in baseball, top to bottom. I I just think this is our year. Yeah, and let me just kind of rephrase. I agree with all that, Zach. I just want to. When I say the Rays don't have that true ace, I'm talking about a guy that's been in the league five, six. Oh, yeah. seven. I mean, this I is the, the Rays are basically making history with the amount of rookie starters that they're throwing out there. I think yeah. that Shane Boz is definitely an ace in the making. Shane McClanahan, ace in the oh, making. Totally. Rasmussen, For sure. middle of the order, middle of the rotation type guy. But it's just you don't see it where it's like they just got a ton of rookies they're throwing out there in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, there's no more. Yeah, exactly. There's there's no there's no 37 year old who's been you know battle tested. Actually, I think there was a a a, a tweet by Matt Germain and he asked uh, Jason Stark and uh, Anthony Castrovinci and 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 he asked, is this the top three with the least major league innings pitched to start three the the first three postseason? And they checked with their Elias uh, team, and mm-hmm. it, it it will be. So no matter if it's Rasmussen or if it's Patino in Game Three, it will be the 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 least innings in MLB. Well, what's happening yeah. right now is historic, and and it's so crazy that this team with 61 players used they they used 38 different pitchers and 18 rookies, and you can talk about Wander, Randy, Randy, Shane, Shane, Luis, Drew. I mean, I know Drew's not a rookie, but for all intents and right. purposes, he kind of is. And this could all work out in the Rays' favor of we have been going from 60 to 162. Some of these other arms in the playoffs, they've been worn to the grind a little bit, yeah. whereas the Rays Pressure. have been very conservative uh, this second half of the season. So you could have a bunch of bulldogs that are ready to be unleashed. Oh, yeah. So that could be oh, yeah. a big consideration as well. Uh, Zach, who is you, – you have confidence in the Rays – possibly winning it all this year who is this year's randia rosarina or the big x factor for the team pitcher position player whatever it may be 
I think it's going to be Shane McClanahan. I think that he remembers the way the postseason went for him last year, and it was not mm. great. And I think that that is motivating for him. And and the and the Rays have confidence in him. They are giving him the game one start in the postseason. That is like imagine like if you look from last year where he was meatball McClanahan, now he's the game one starter. That's a pretty like that's pretty pretty significant. And so I think he is going to take that in stride. I think his best pitches are yet to be thrown. I think he's going to rise to the occasion and throw several like absolute gems in this postseason. And he's going to be the X factor. God, I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would love. I would love to see uh, some some Shane McClanahan love and 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 getting hot at the right time. But you know what? Maybe if you want to help him out, uh, Zach, maybe we can get Shane McClanahan. Some some built bars. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you say? Absolutely. That would let's, help. Let's 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 do it. Let's get him let's some built bars. I mean, I I don't know. Shane McClanahan does look like a salted caramel kind of guy, which is mm. great because I mean, if you look at it, 130 calories. The 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 four to five grams sugar, four to five grams net carbs. They're all filled with chocolate. That's delicious. Amazing flavors. Mm. They're all tasty. Mm. They're all healthy. But you got to do something, Zach. Do you know what you have to do when you go to built.com? What do you have to do? Oh, you got to get a promo code. The mm-hmm. promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. We plug that bad boy in, and then you get 15% off your order at Build.com, where you're going to get delicious, tasty, healthy Built Bars. So go today, Shin McClanahan. There we go. Look, that's how you do a live read. Ulysses, they should be giving you unlimited boxes of Built Bars. I'll, I'll take them. Yeah, I'll take them. there we go. Uh, we'll have to cut this up and send this uh, to the bosses, get a really good report here. Uh, Zach, before we move on, I think I've got a fun trivia question for you guys, and we'll give Zach first dibs on it. But before we get to that couple couple loose ends that I want to tie up here, uh, we do know that you are a noted Kevin Kiermeyer fanboy and Chris Archer fanboy. Yes. What happens to those two dudes in 2022? Is Kevin Kiermeyer back with the Rays in 2022? Is Chris Archer, does he resign with the Rays? Or does he sign with another team on a minor league deal or some sort of small, you know, whatever it may be? I don't know what his situation is with his injury and so forth. But what do you see with that, uh, their outlooks uh, going forward? So, Chris, I'll start with Chris Archer. I think he is in a situation where he i don't think he's going to have a lot of suitors as much as it breaks Mm -hmm. my heart i don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people clamoring for his services because like he's been so injured and to be honest even when he's been available the last time he was like available for a full season it was not pretty so i can't imagine there's going to be a whole lot of people really clamoring to, to to get him to come into their come into their fold so i think there's a good chance that the rays they have some motivation to bring him back because of the he's been great for the community he's a great guy i think he's a good guy to have around the building you know so i think there's a there's a good chance that they will bring him back on a smaller contract um i think he has an option i think the rays have an option for his contract right now they i would i would imagine they'll decline it um and then maybe bring him back on a, on a smaller deal, maybe even a minor league deal. I'm not sure what he's willing to do. So I think there's a chance that he comes back on a smaller deal, but I, I don't know. He's, it, it's really tough that it's been, it's been as a Chris Archer fan, it's been a tough year to watch him work his way back, get to the big leagues, pitch pretty well. And then mm-hmm. go back. It's been, it's been pretty brutal. So I think he probably will come, will end up in the minor leagues. I hope it's with the Rays, but I can't imagine there's going to be a whole lot of people clamoring for him. And then when it comes to KK, I actually think 
that he has sort of played his way back onto the team the second half. I think as I, I was looking at it earlier, and I think he has right now, he he has in the second half like the fifth best OPS plus on the team. He has, he has played very, very well in the second half. He has, he has really like come back from what, what, what a lot of people were thinking is a pretty bad season. Currently, his OPS plus is 104. That's above, you know, that's above the average for the for the league. And the defense has still been there. He mm-hmm. still has gold glove defense. And you, you see it on a day-to-day basis with him. And so I think he has sort of hit his way back onto the team. I think he was kind of on the way out. And I think – I specifically say his way back onto the team because someone who I think has hit his way off the team is what Manuel Margot. I think mm-hmm. he has – I think Manny Margot – if you look at the, the 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 team right now, of the like the, 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 the starters, there is only one guy on the team who has an OPS plus below 100 and – that's that's Manuel Margot, and it's not it's not it's not bad. He's it's like a ninety eight mm-hmm. OPS plus. It's not like horrible, but yeah. like if you're looking for like the first first guy out, I think it's Margot and not KK. And Margot's cheaper, so I think that's it makes him more valuable as a trade asset as opposed to KK, where somebody who's willing to take him is going to have to take that contract whether they want to or not. I I can't say I disagree with yeah. a lot of words that came out of Zag Dab's mouth right now. Uh, that that was that was pretty on point. Uh, I, I I feel like, yeah, you you hit the nail right on yeah. the head. He has been hot since then since the the All Star game, and I think I, I, I he, wasn't he a takeaway uh, a couple of weeks back. Like, yeah, his numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all above his career norm, which is kind of scary yes. because it, it, does that mean that there's regression to the mean happening? Hopefully not in October. Hopefully mm-hmm. not in October. Um, but, yeah, he, he's playing off his shoes right now, and that's a good thing. Uh, if KK needs a new agent, Zach Dab might be your man. <laughs> Listen, I'm Very good points I'm there. I'm just throwing that out there. And, yeah, Margot has been pretty quiet. Yeah. Seems like we haven't had a lot of great moments from him as of late. Yeah. While KK, look, he's learning and realizing it took him long enough that – you don't have to try to crush home runs. No, there, there's Nelson Cruz for that. There's yeah. Wander Franco. There's Randy Rosarena. You have Mike Zanina. You have Brandon Lau. You have Austin Meadows. Oh, my God. We have so many guys yes. with power, KK. Don't swing for the fences. Just yes. get on base. Your wheels are the assets. Yes. yes. Um, final, final thing before we get on to trivia here and hopefully end on a positive note. Um, Zach, there's been a lot of uh talk and scuttlebutt with the montreal split city plan as the rays are doing so well this stuff has to be brought up but has your opinion or take changed on this matter since i don't know if we got your opinion on it back when it originally came out but uh, what do you see out of all this it's just so frustrating i think the thing and they're very smart to back off on it but i just remember when we got that news about the banner going up, like mm-hmm. like as we were clinching and as this was we were celebrating the team, like I just remember there was so many like so much frustration towards Sue Sternberg. There was a lot of not very nice words like escaping my mouth when when I heard about that. Um, that I will not say on this podcast, but like it was it's just frustration and it's it seems so tone deaf. I think the one that was even worse was a couple days later, there was a, I don't, some PR guy for Stu went to like a coffee shop and had like a press conference about the split city. And the things the guy said there were like insane. He said like, 
race fans don't like that the trop is an air conditioned 72 degrees and there are no rain outs. So like they hate that. I'm like, have you have you ever talked to a real person? Like who is like we have there may be problems with the trop, but it's not that it has air conditioned and we don't have rain outs. Like that's not why there are problems with the trop. It's like that's that's the top two best things yeah. about the trop. You have 72 degree air conditioning and there are never any delays or, or rainouts. It's the best two things about yeah. the trap. What are you talking about? It's Brian all like, took an L there. I'll just <sighs> leave it at that. So yeah, and, and so it's just frustrating. And I, I just I just hope that this postseason, when if when the race fans turn out, I'm sure they will. I wish I could be there. I'm in South Carolina, so I can't mm-hmm. be there. So I would wish I could be there to watch those games. But I know the race fans are gonna turn out to those games, and I hope that we can start to see some progression away from this idea that is so universally hated. I think, I think it's the most universally hated thing. Um, like among the fandom, like it's, there's nobody who's like, yeah, it's a great idea. Just go for it. Nobody's saying that. Well said. Very well said. All right. Get your uh, trivia bootstraps ready. Zach and Ulysses. Uh, Wander Franco. Okay. He was born in 2001. So, and he is 20 years old. And when I think of Wander Franco, I think of there's probably going to be, or I would not be surprised if there is a batting title in his future. Okay. Mm. And there's been a lot of batting title champions since Wander Franco was born in 2001. Mm. 13 different ones to be exact. Now, I'm not going to make you both name all 13. I just want five. Five of the last, or five of the 13 American League batting title champions since 2001. Again, without it being said, or it doesn't need to be said, some of these guys have won more than one. Yes. Some of these guys have maybe one more than two. And I'm mm. just going to leave it at that. Zach, I'll give you first shot to get the five uh, before three strikes or with three strikes. All right. So uh, I'm going to say Miguel Cabrera. Miggy is correct. And I believe he has the most. I believe he has that because because didn't he win the Triple Crown sometime in that time period? Pretty sure. 2012, yeah. Yep. Ulysses um, would know. <laughs> Oh man, after Cabrera. Uh, let me think. Um, 2001 this, to 2021. 2021. Man, I should be able to remember like who. Oh, uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is correct. Um, this is true. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say. Let me think. Who? Who's like? Uh, um. DJ LeMayhew? DJ LeMayhew is correct. He did it in 2020, 364. Right. So that is three. Very good. Man, he got three of the ones I had. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, uh, man, I got to start thinking like older, like farther back. Uh, this is going to be it. This is probably a dumb guess. Mike Trout. Mike Trout, that actually is a good guess, but incorrect. Strike mm. one. Okay. Uh, okay, this one's a bit of a shot in the dark because he played a lot of his games in the National League, but he did play some in the American League. I'm going to say Ichiro. 
Ichiro Suzuki is correct. That is four. I need one more name. If you can. Okay. Um, oh, batting. I will say there are no raised players. No, there's probably no, probably no on raise. this list. In fact, I don't think, well, there may be a guy that did briefly play for the Rays, and I'm talking about very brief, and it did not go well, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, man. Oh, thank you. Who would that be? I'm not sure if I know that. Ulysses knows. Ulysses might know. Um, I'm going to, okay. Oh, I just lost it. Where did it go? Oh, no. Oh, um, Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve, multiple times. He is correct. Zach, wow. very, very Impressive. good. Very good, man. Um, very Ulysses, good. I don't, I mean, Zach got the question right, but you want to give this a shot to see how many you can rattle off? Mike uh, Brantley? Uh, incorrect. Strike okay. one. Strike one. Mm. Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton is correct. Mm. Derek Jeter. Incorrect. Strike two. Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez, briefly a Ray, did win a batting title. (laughs) Didn't he go one for 11 with the race? One for 11 or one for seven? (laughs) I forget. Something like that. Um, Maglio Ordonez. Correct. How many did I get? Three, four, three, three. That's all I got. Okay. He took all of it. Zach got them all. I'll give you the others here. Okay. And then I've got one more brief follow-up, and we'll end things there. Yuli Gurriel is this year's champion, 2021. Uh, Tim Anderson. Of course. Joe Maurer, multiple times. The other ones are a little bit tougher. Michael Young and Bill Mueller. Oh, wow. So those probably would not have been guessed. Okay. Uh, I will say, Zach, you guessed Ichiro Suzuki. Uh, he has won it multiple times. Mm-hmm. He actually, out of this group, out of these 13 names, had the highest batting average, and that was back in 2004. So he had the highest batting average collectively out of all these years with all these names. Mm-hmm. What is that batting average? What is that batting I'm going to say 345. Okay, 345. Uh, Ulysses, what is your guess? What was Ichiro's batting average in 2004? 372. Are you cheating over there? 372 372? is correct. Wow. I'm even surprised at myself just now. Yeah. How did I do that? That's impressive. That's I. Uh, I'll, I'll clap for that. That's impressive. Did you did you did you take a data card or something? Did you steal? Uh, did something fall out of my pocket? Did Zach drop a, a data card? Did you KK me right now? What is going on? Uh, no, I remember following that season, uh, and he was just impressive. Wasn't I think yeah. 2004? That's the one he got the most hits. 2004. Yeah, 372. And on the flip side of the National League, Barry Bonds hit 362. Oh my God! That year. So what it was a, year. a good year for batting averages. I yeah. guess with that. Uh, yeah. All right, Zach, uh, is there anything you want to promote or share uh, anything with social media or what you have going on otherwise? 
Um, uh, not really. The only thing I want to promote is that uh, Manny Ramirez, in fact, did go one for seventeen with the Rays, just to just to tie that one up. So, there you go. <laughs> but no, otherwise nothing. Uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter at uh, I think Real Zach Dobb, but that's about it for me. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I don't think Manny was going to win a batting title with the Rays. No. Don't think I, think I do remember his hit. It was a seeing eye ground ball through sh- third and short. <laughs> That's I'm surprised he like made the effort to hustle to first and wasn't thrown out <laughs> at first. It barely went to the outfield. Yeah, okay. I remember that. Yeah. Understood. All right. On that note, thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. And we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, check out the Locked on MLB podcast for more content.